Hi, welcome to Bipolar Bicoastal. I'm Anna. And I'm Maria. We're twins living on opposite coasts. Here to talk about navigating life while bipolar. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's 2022. It's It's a new year. It's 2022. Woo! I had a very underwhelming New Year's Eve. Yeah, Maria and I had separate, but... Both underwhelming New Year's Eve's. Yes, I have actually moved to the same coast as Anna. You're still bipolar. No longer bi-coastal. No longer bi-coastal. Still twins. Still twins. Still uh, still bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I moved here for a job. You can hear more about it on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash bipolar bicoastal. But basically, I am working on a show in the New York City area. So I have moved to Brooklyn and we are sitting in Anna's closet in Baltimore recording this. But I flew back to Los Angeles on the 27th to grab my cats because I can't take them to my Brooklyn apartment and I'll be on set so much I won't be able to watch them. So I'm was planning on bringing them back to stay with Anna. Yes. In Baltimore, who has very graciously agreed to watch them. And yeah, when I when I got back, we did all the vet stuff. It cost my rent for a month. <laughs> uh, the tickets so were super expensive because it was during the, during the holidays. And then on my way back, my flight was canceled on the 31st, which was when I was supposed to be flying back so I could spend New Year's Eve with Anna, which is our tradition. We didn't get to do last year. I didn't even spend Christmas with anyone last year, besides my roommate. But yeah, so my flight was canceled, and then it was canceled again after it was rescheduled for the 2nd. And so I flew back, was it yesterday? Two days ago. Oh, sorry, I flew, my, my flight was canceled on the 2nd, and then I had to book another one, and... That was on the second as well. Long story short, I only have one cat. Uh, I have Mini Cat with me. Mini Cat. Jeanette was not permitted to fly with me because I could only take one cat at a time. So Mini Cat will be coming with my partner later on this week. That's that. My New Year's was supposed to be Maria, myself, and then three or four of our friends outside of a fire pit. But then it rained. So I still saw a few of them outside and it was just very chill, which New Year's Eve always is for us. We are not... Not New Year's Eve people. Or I would say I like New Year's Eve, but I just don't like to go out for it. And obviously yeah. that's not an option this year. So it's always expensive and disappointing. Always expensive, always disappointing. I suppose zero expectations on it. Yes. And yeah, it ends up filling them each time. So Yeah, I ate a burrito in a parking garage on New Year's Eve. Yes, I ate... Honey Grow, which is like a fast, casual, oh, yeah. healthy dining yeah. thing in the fog on the on the harbor after I I walked for over an hour to return some things to Madewell and uh, almost almost wasn't able to, but I did. I did get there before the store closed, so that's a real triumph for yeah, a great, 2022. <laughs> a great prank with stuff being closed on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Yeah. Which, which it always is. Always is. Always is. But also, like, I, I was moving, so I had no food in my apartment. So yeah. I, I had to go. You know what I mean? You, do you know what we mean, listeners? Anyways, yeah. Email us with how disappointing 
your New Year's Eve was, <laughs> And too. if you have a good one, don't bother emailing us. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. We have a Gmail. yourself. <laughs> we have a Gmail, bipolar, bicoastal at gmail.com. Email us your disappointing New Year's Eve stories. Yeah. But also, email us your goals for this year, because today, Anne and I are doing our annual goals podcast. It's a new annual tradition. It's a new annual tradition. Second time. Second time. We did a mid-year goals update on in August on our Patreon. Yes. So you can check that out for $5 a month if you want to just really keep track of what Anne and I weren't able to accomplish this year uh, and what you were. And yes, yeah, so I thought we thought we would um, update you all with how we did with our goals for last year and also let you in on our goals for this year. Yeah. Yes, we're not going to go through every goal that we had for last year. It's too if many. If you want that, go to the Patreon. <laughs> or, yeah, or listen to last year's. Or listen to last year's and yeah. see how we did. But we can talk about them and also uh, why our goals are going to look a little bit different this year, too. Yeah, it's a little bit of a year in review for us as well. We're like Dave Barry. We're like Dave Barry from the uh, Washington, Washington Post. Post. <laughs> so <laughs> We're always aspiring to be more like the Washington Posts, yeah. right, everyone? I pay them $100 a year so I can listen, or so I can read Caroline Hacks every morning. And so I can read Caroline and Hacks more every morning. And I can read Caroline Hacks every morning. Caroline, Carolyn. Carolyn Hacks. I don't know. I C-A-R-O-L-Y-N. Carolyn? Email us if you know how to pronounce Carolyn Hacks' name specifically, not how you think it should be pronounced, how she pronounces like it. Like a video of her saying it. Yes. Or her writing about it, because I, I know that she has before. If you all aren't hip to Date Lab, that's email me and I'll give you my Washington Post login. Date Lab is also <laughs> Date Lab is one of the two things that we read on the Washington Post. Although they haven't been posting recently. If you guys know what happened to Date Lab, email us. <laughs> if no if every single one of you doesn't email us and we don't take three months to get back to your emails, was this even What's the point? What's the point of doing the podcast? Okay. All right, so basically, I had a bunch of goals last year, but by August, I had whittled it down a little bit. So one of my goals was to learn to play the song Let Me Clear a Space by Lake Street Dive, my favorite band, on the upright bass. I didn't manage to do that. I did rent an upright bass. I think that's great. Thank you. You know, you have wanted to learn the bass for so many years. Yes. And you finally took steps to doing so and you got your hands on one and you, you know, yeah. twiddled around, as it were. Yeah, and I took two lessons. Yeah. Yeah, and so I know how to, like, hold it and, like, how to make the strings You can work. make sound on an upright bass. Yeah, and I know what... I, I've never played a string instrument before, so I know that each of the strings has a, a name of a note. Mm. So it's E-A-D-G. Are there frets like there are on a guitar? They don't actually have them drawn on. Mm-hmm. But so there's it's, the idea. It's kind of an idea of frets. The zone of it. It's kind of tricky. Um, I think it's harder than guitar. That's my hot take. Maria actually has vicariously played a string instrument before because we were, again, in liturgical guitar group. Liturgical guitar group. In um, middle, middle school. school. And yes. what that means is church guitar group through our school. And we played, mm-hmm. I played the keyboards. Yeah. Maria 
Um, I did percussion such claves, your jingle bells, your, your tambourine, triangle, your tambourine, your triangle, your fish that you like scrape with a, with a <laughs> scrape. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I put the personality into the. Well, you were the rhythm section, and 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 thus on the bass, I am still the rhythm section. Still the rhythm section. Yeah, our mom would not let us get drums because they were too loud. That was valid. We also did not have a ton of love for music when we were. Love of music, not love of practicing or playing music. Yeah. And certainly not love of our piano teacher, who was quite strict, and we were very sensitive kids. And still are. Still very sensitive. Okay. So that was a that was a goal. And then my lessons got interrupted because I moved to the East Coast for the job that I started, which was delayed like a few months, but still, I, I was already out here, so I couldn't play the bass. That's fine. I started... And I have a more of an understanding of what it would take. Do you want to do one of yours or should we switch off or do you want to... You just run through. Okay. My other goal, which was m- more achievable because I had done it before, was to do 30 days of yoga with Adrian. I did her... If you guys don't know, we'll look her in the description. Adrian is an online yoga teacher. She's very popular and she does this thing where she does like a January 30 days of yoga and then I kind of I hurt my wrist uh, puzzling doing a puzzle a jigsaw puzzle we've all been there leaning yeah, on the just leaning a, on your a, wrist a stress what is it repeated use strain or whatever yeah so yeah I stayed up until like 2am puzzling and hurt my wrist <laughs> she took over my living room with yes. this puzzle and then hurt herself so choices were made puzzling does something to me I'm like Winston from New Girl yeah uh, and anyway so I hurt my wrist, and then I also had, like, hand pain from being on my phone and my computer. Mm-hmm. So I was doing physical therapy for that. My physical therapist was like, don't put weight on your hands. So I kind of stopped doing yoga. That's a lot of yoga is putting weight on your hands. Anyway, so I got more into it, and now I'm currently in the midst of doing the new 30-day yoga challenge, which is move. Yeah, we're both doing it. And the breath thing was also one of my goals for last year. Yes. And I did it, not in 30 days. I think I might have even skipped a few days at the end and then just skipped the last one. Yeah. But, you know, close I've gotten. It was fun. We're aiming for imperfection. And yeah, yoga, I've heard uh, cures bipolar disorder. We have heard that from a lot of people, and a lot of you have heard that as well. So we'll, you know, we'll keep Yeah, you... we're going to keep trying. So hopefully by February we are no longer <laughs> bipolar. bipolar. And we will hand the reins of this podcast off. Well, we won't be bipolar or bicoastal, so what's the point? I think that this... If you, if you all, if this is our last episode, you'll know why. Yeah, because we're, yeah, because it just doesn't make any sense anymore. We'll hand it off to, we'll just find two people who are bipolar and bicoastal, and then hopefully they do yoga, they get cured, and then we just keep on. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. <laughs> oh, oh, one of them was to go to a Democratic Socialist of America meeting. Just one. Yeah. Uh, and I went to a few and then stopped going. But I went to a few. Yeah. Okay. I've been going to a lot. And it's gotten very involved. Yes. And. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> I've also gotten a little disheartened. Mm-hmm. And I've also been told that Gen Z thinks that DSA is ineffectual and oh. a lot of infighting and mm. not that radical. And I okay. have to say... There are pockets that I think are really affirming and really helpful and really good, but I, I hear y'all. 
And so people have other things that they're doing. I mean, I, I, I also am, like, doing my own stuff outside of DSA. But if you have thoughts on that, please let me in because I want, I want suggestions. Anyways, okay, that little tangent right, of the right. DSA. Oh, I wanted to do the splits. I gave up on that one. Another one was to stay in therapy. That went well until my therapist stopped taking clients because she was going through a difficult time personally. I'm still in life coaching, though, so I feel, like, pretty covered on that base. As long as you feel good. Yeah. I have new health insurance through my work, so maybe you'll be able to get a therapist that way. But I, I feel good for now. And, yeah, that was it for my personal goals. Yeah. Do you want to you wanna go into yours, Anna? Sure. So... My first one to be gentler on myself and be gentler with my goals. How do you think you did with that one? Oh, good. I think I yeah, did good. I mean, I've been really hard on myself in some things, but I also, because I've been in consistent therapy and stayed in it, although it switched to two every two weeks instead of once a week due to financial reasons, I've made a lot of progress with that and really identified what's been holding me back from feeling good about myself and... Ooh. Not all of it, not all on But just, as we'll get into more later, like, just getting past the idea of if I do X, Y, and Z, then I will be able to love myself fully and just be like, that's not how it works. Yes. Um, And where does that idea come from for me? Well, that's nice, Anna. Yeah. Do you have any, like, examples? Any examples... Yeah, okay, so one way that I've been gentle with myself is with my schoolwork. So just really embracing the ethos of done is better than perfect mm-hmm. and trying to not make every assignment a test of whether or not I'm a worthy person, which I know sounds so obvious, but it, right. if you really think about why you're procrastinating, maybe it'll resonate for some people. That was a lot of it for me, and it still mm-hmm. is a lot of it for me. It's not something I've completely unlearned, but at least I'm recognizing where it's coming from. The other thing would be when I quit my job this year. I did do that, Yay! and I took a lot of me not caring what my boss would think of me, what the like my former co-workers would think of me, and just being like, this is a decision I'm making for myself and their approval is not the goal like I want to be I want to be okay with my decisions and what I'm spending my time on and this workplace is not (laughs) healthy (laughs) and it's not adding anything to my life so or it's and it's taking away from things that like like my sense of self and my time and right I deserve to no longer be working there and she did it I did it yeah some of my other ones were about having some form of movement every day. That's been up and down. I mean, I definitely do move, but that, not in the way that I intended. Probably I, I probably meant like longer versions of movement than just walking up and down the block with polo. Um, <laughs> I was on the Dean's list, but I'm trying to not care into that. I budgeted for uh, when I had an income, and then once I stopped making money, I stopped budgeting, which is a really fun tip if you want to spend way too much money so that was good and budgeting was not my strength this year either no i mean i also bought a house so that really does yeah take a lot of money yeah and i moved across the country and was unemployed for like six months this year we were both unemployed for half the year yeah i wanted to publish my writing i didn't publish anything but i did write an op-ed that my professor said i should try to get published so next step Stay tuned. <laughs> and, yeah, I did my nest on January. That's nice. 
So what does a no spend January look like? Oh yeah, okay. So it's let's call it the thirty day reset. I was through this like um, you need a budget as a budgeting oh, app, and then, yeah. then people like in the budgeting app are like, oh, we're gonna do the thirty day reset. Okay. In a Facebook group, and you just don't spend money on anything besides essentials for a month, and you can mm. you can define what essentials are for you. So for some people, I was like, oh, we'll only eat out once a week. For some people, I was like, we won't eat out, and mm. we're gonna like shop our cabinets and our freezer before we go grocery shopping and stuff like that got it so you can kind of like make it what you want it to be mm-hmm. um or like if you like something like needs to be replaced some people would replace it some people would wait until the end of the month to replace it just depends but mm-hmm. basically no extraneous spending or no convincing yourself that you need something when you don't actually need it and it was a good mindset because a lot of times you'll be like oh i need to or at least I would be like, oh, I need to get, like, new doorknobs for my desk because I don't like how the way the ones that it came with look. And you right. don't actually need to do that. And if, like, you kind of sit with it, you can decide, like, what, like whether or not it's important. Oftentimes, like, yeah, I, my taste would change at time that I, like, the month was over, so I wouldn't want it as badly anymore. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I don't know. It's not really sustainable, but it is a nice way to, like, reframe how you think of what's essential and what's non-essential in terms mm-hmm. of purchases. That's interesting. Yeah. Like yeah, that. and then the DSA stuff has been nice. That's also been a little bit stressful, but it has taught me a lot about how to speak to other people and how not to speak to other people. Okay, and like because what, I sound like I think sometimes it's a, it's really easy when you're not in person to speak to people as though you're just tweeting, right? Like yeah. just say things like <laughs> it's so stupid to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and like this is a dumb idea, mm-hmm. and you would never say that to someone's face if you were like in the same room as them or like especially if you're in the same organization as them mm-hmm. and it's taught me a lot of being like all right take a second don't just like quick react to things mm-hmm. and think about like what the purpose of your words is I'm someone who's very good at being cutting and like ins- making people feel like s- small if I want to yeah can't attest to that like if i'm in a fight with someone i'm really pissed off like it's i like it's pretty easy for me to think of like what like things to say where i'm i am right and i like just inarguably like that's correct but they're not nice or helpful or helpful to me things to say like mm-hmm. so just slowing down and being and thinking what's the end goal of me saying this is it worth saying am i just like saying this to prove a point or to actually do something or be like or build community which is what this Mm. year has really been about for me is trying to build community instead Mm -hmm. of separating it so anyways that's been helpful and it also is really nice to just be abreast of things that are happening in this the city that i moved to and um be around such like intelligent passionate and mostly very lovely people right on right on right on yeah, if you want to hear about our podcast goals, listen to our Patreon. Yes, yes, it's we'll go. It's all we, there. We go into details there. Okay, so we it was kind of we kind of like independently came to these conclusions. I had so many goals for last year that were numerical. Yeah, that were a little bit like getting in the way of me being able to like enjoy the successes that I was having. So like yeah, numbers like making a certain amount of money last year. 
or, you know, having a certain number, uh, like, of guests in the podcast or being on a certain number of other podcasts. And so it was, like, instead of getting to enjoy, like, all the incredible podcasts that we were on and all the incredible guests that we did have, I was kind of, like, looking to the next a lot. Yeah, that's very, um, Enneagram 3 of you. Yeah, I'm a three-wing two. We're done. Oh, goals for this year. Do an Enneagram podcast. Yeah, because I think my number is different than I thought it was. Oh, really? I think I'm a two. Oh, she's changed. That was my second highest. I'm an eight. I had scores an eight usually. And parts of the eight really resonate with me, but parts of it really don't. And when mm. they read out descriptions of them, I'm like, yeah, that's our older sister who was an Enneagram eight. Mm-hmm. But I don't see, like, myself as much in it. As I see someone like her. So anyways, mm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, but we will do an Enneagram episode. It's a type of personality test that we're both very into. Yes. Uh, like, there's, like, some really great non-numerical successes this year that weren't even in my goals. Like, I turned down... The reason I was unemployed for so long was I was turning down a bunch of casting jobs so that I could find an on-set associate producer job. Yeah. Which I did do this year. Yeah. But because I was unemployed, I wasn't making as much money, and Mm. the job that I'm currently doing kept getting pushed, and, like, just different, like, various kind of complications with it that were draining for me, caps and moving, etc. So I think I got, like, really... I think I was able to, for the most part, enjoy the moment on things like that, but that's kind of, like, my big... Not even goal, but just, like... Thing that's been on my mind and intention going into the new year is like enjoying my life i think that's the thing overarching that i'm taking into the year does that make sense yeah i mean i think when we talked about it it's like the idea of being present right like being present in the moment and for me it it, it comes in as a lot of times resolutions it's like and this is reductionist and it might sound a bit jarring to people i guess but like if i do x y and z then i will be worthy of love or then i will be lovable Mm -hmm. and it's just trying to stay in the moment and think you're worthy of love now you don't need to change anything about yourself in order to have that happen and Mm -hmm. what would what do you want to do for yourself in order to give yourself that love basically yes yeah i think and so i think so for an example yeah like, with exercise, I'll oftentimes frame it as, oh, I'm, like, nourishing my body or I'm moving because I want to, but the underlying reason has always been if I do X, I will be lovable either because I will, you know, be, I don't know what to like, like, be able to touch my toe, like, that makes me a better person or, mm. or a more lovable person or I will be able to lose weight and that will make me a more lovable person and instead right. of or I'll be better at Frisbee for a while. That was a thing. Right. And that will make me a more lovable person because mm-hmm. I, you know, accomplish these things. And instead of staying in that mindset, getting out of it and just saying, because it's, it's, honestly, it's not a good motivator. Like, if my right. goal was to exercise more, yep. that's not the way to do it. Shame but is a pretty awful motivator. It's a bad motivator. We're going to do another episode of Shame. Sorry, no, Shame part two. We plugged two episodes we're going to be doing in the new year, so stay tuned for those. But it's a bad motivator, but also it shouldn't need to be one. Like, there's no right. reason why with my current <laughs> life that I'm living, people wouldn't love me and, and they do love me and I need to just be able mm-hmm. to recognize that mm-hmm. and accept it for myself internally right. and not be chasing that all the time. Right. So... <laughs> 
I love you. I love you too. And if I'm able to love so many flawed people, they should be able to love me. So that's right. Yeah. So anyways, so in terms of goals, be present. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. So I've been working on this for months, but not buffering is the, is the term that my, I feel like I'm comfortable talking about life coaching. That will also be an episode. Yes. I'm so excited for episode. <laughs> I, I don't do it. And I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I've been in two separate. But I think, oh, sorry. sorry. I think you have a lot of misconceptions on what it is. Yes. I've been in two separate life coaching programs. I'm currently in one and it's not therapy, but it's also not quackery. I think it just, it's just it, a different tool. It's just a different tool. Yeah. That works particularly well for me. So buffering is a term where like when you're feeling a difficult emotion. So for me, a lot of times it's like anxiety. I'll immediately reach for something to distract me. Yeah. So I don't have to feel that emotion. Of, of course, it doesn't really work um, long term. And also it just takes a lot of time. What's an example, Mia, of like okay, so, yeah, unpleasant so, situation and then yeah. what you would do? <laughs> yeah. So for example, with this job, I keep getting emails phone calls that uh I'm working less hours or I'm doing a a schedule that I didn't agree to or instead of being on set one week and then prepping the other week I'm now on set every single week and so when I get that news my go-to has been to reach for my phone and like watch a YouTube video to calm down yeah we both use YouTube videos a lot it's is that really millennial? I feel like I feel like boomers might use TikTok, TikTok. and I think most people might use. We're yeah, it's like quirky and unique. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I just I feel know. like I feel like a like a like a nerd a little bit. Like we watch so much YouTube. I know. If we're like someone's nerd, asking my like, hobby, it's fighters. like I've yeah. been spending pictures of my time watching YouTube. That's well, the that's thing. what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the thing. Is like I'm spending all that time watching YouTube and being anxious, and I don't. I don't think there's anything like morally wrong with being anxious or watching YouTube. It's just like. At this moment, I don't have oodles of free time. I, yeah, I think it's just good to learn how to feel your emotions. And it's definitely yeah. would be good for me to get even better at it. It's something that I, like, practice a lot. And it's really important to me. And I'm definitely one of those people where... And this has been, like, really apparent during the move. Like, if I keep putting off feeling my emotions and expressing my emotions, it does all kind yeah. of come out at once. For example, I was trying to figure out how to get medication that I needed because I have new health insurance now through my job instead of through California, covered California, not living in California anymore. And I, it was just one thing after another, this, it's been like this for months and I just could like this one prescription, I just couldn't get anyone to agree to give it to me. And so I had like a really frustrating phone call and I like slammed my phone down and just screamed fuck and Anna was like, Hey, bud. Like, are you Started okay? Doing some back backstory. Yeah, calls. I just like it burst into tears. I yeah. just like it's uncontrollable sobbing. That's so correct and so important. And yeah, I think it's also really interesting too. I think that we give stuff like that. Like, I'll speak for my own because I've just thought about it more. Like, when I'm sitting down to write a paper, or it, for example, right. what happened? This. <laughs> <laughs> recently was I I am a peer mentor at my my graduate school I'm in school for social work right now and so I work for the school and I'm a peer mentor so people come to me with questions and I have to find answers for them and I'm supposed right. to be more aware of what's happening so there was this fellowship I really wanted to apply for I went to two different 
what's it called? Two different people. Study sessions, whatever those are. <laughs> I went to presentations about it, and I knew when it was due, I knew when the application opened, but I didn't look at it until after finals were over because I told myself, oh, you're so stressed out right now, you don't right. need to add this to your plate. Cut to when it's Christmas break, I open the application again, and I'm like, oh, right, there's a faculty reference part of this. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on break, and right. they're even if they wanted to write reference for me to be, like, to start with, they now know that I waited until two weeks before the application was due to ask them, which doesn't look great either. So I emailed one professor. She didn't get back to me, obviously. And so Mm -hmm. two days, no, the day before the application was due, I hadn't done any work on it because I was, like, just trying to come to terms with the fact that my procrastination, as I called it then, had messed it up. And... She got back to me, and I finished it, and I turned it in, and I was able to apply for it, which is a great outcome. Was not the outcome it should have been, honestly. It, I, a lot of times in my life, that has happened where things work out, which is great. But the lesson I took from that was, now, this time, <laughs> that when I do things like, you know, when I'm turning on a paper and I, like, turn on YouTube or I start watching a TV show or whatever, first of all, not enjoying it while I'm doing right. it. There's that low undercurrent of anxiety there anyways. And I think also me and Maria probably have a lot more complex um, feelings than anxiety. And, and what anxiety is, is fear. So we're not finding out what we're fearful of by, like, going to YouTube. Right. So that's a problem. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. then you can't address it in the moment and be like, this is not, this fear is either valid or invalid and here's why. And yeah. work through it. Yeah. And just feel it. And go to, like, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, we can survive that. Whatever. We're just going to YouTube. <laughs> like, that's not the same thing. Right. And then, too, like, we call it procrastinating. I call it procrastinating. But what it actually is is just trying to avoid those negative feelings. And we, you can't do that in life. You can't just avoid negative feelings because they're still there. And I need to start sitting with them and processing them and being and thinking, okay, I can either spend four hours watching YouTube when I need to write a paper and then write the paper in 30 minutes or whatever it is, or I can sit there and write the paper in two hours. And, like, those are my choices, and I've been choosing YouTube, and, like, that's still obviously, like, a self-soothing thing that's not going to go away, but I can't spend my whole life or, like, my whole graduate school career with half of my time being avoiding unpleasant things, and then the other half realizing I made them even more unpleasant by avoiding them. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes yeah so there's no big goal i don't think for me for yeah that's, 2022 that's the point basically. feel my feelings feel my feelings and then figure out like chase what helps process them or chase what helps work through them and so i've been yeah. doing some more journaling but i'm not putting on myself that i need to journal every day i think that's no what marie what's the thing about goals okay so it's a life coaching thing thanks cara um cara lowenthal on Buck your brain podcast it's this is like a bigger conversation and i'm just gonna do like a really abridged abridged overview yes <laughs> words and so basically a lot of people are perfectionists so mm-hmm. i think a lot of people think that perfectionists are people who like do everything perfect yes it's not the case no it's people <laughs> who think that they should be doing everything perfect this uh, it's a term that Cara coined called a perfectionist fantasy. So basically the idea is like if I accomplish this thing and if I do these things, then I can feel good. Then right. I can love myself. Right. Then I can be happy. 
Anna's doing like <laughs> that's it yes and so and so um yeah and so basically that's a again shame is a very bad motivator it's a very bad motivator and and even if it wasn't a bad motivator it's just a kind of a crappy way to live way to live and so and way to treat yourself and way to treat yourself i would never ever think that about anna or another friend um another human being another human being even though i don't like well <laughs> sometimes i have about that <laughs> um but yeah it, i don't dwell on it so anyways no. so that's the idea and so that that creates to to people um making these like really big goals for themselves and then being like when i achieve this i'll be happy i'll just use an example of a marathon so when i run this marathon i'll be happy in order to do that i have to run you know six miles a day for 20 days and run this particular marathon and get this time on it and then once i do that i'll be i'll be worthy of love i'll be a worthy of admiration like etc etc right but the reality is, is that most people after doing that will just be like, what's next? Or like still feel crappy. If you've been feeling crappy the entire time you've been doing it, you're just training your brain to continue to feel crappy yeah. once you've accomplished it. Okay. So a counteracting of that is doing something called setting a minimum baseline for yourself. So instead of being like, I want to run this marathon and so I... I haven't run ever before in my life, yeah. but starting in January, I'm going to be running, yeah. you know, every single day for an hour a day. Yeah. And instead of having that motivator, I think something that's also really important is to, like, know what your reasons are for something and to like your reasons before embarking on something yeah. like this. Learning a language is so much easier if you are having to go spend time with the country afterwards yeah. and else or even like you're in the country people are like oh you learn it better because you're hearing it or and you're speaking yeah. it. no it's because if you don't speak it you can't get like you can't order coffee or yeah you can't, exactly or you're completely isolated and so yeah. good yeah. motivator yes. yeah the time that the one time i've been like really successful in learning a language and i've forgotten it now because of that um not having to practice it was like when i was in the gambia i learned wolof like, quite, like, the fastest I ever learned anything, language-wise, was, like, three and a half, four months, and by the end of it, I could, like, fully carry on conversations and stuff like that, but the reason I got so good at it was because most of the people that I was interacting with either wouldn't speak English with me or couldn't speak English with me, so I just had to get really good at it, like you were saying. But anyway, so once you have a goal, you know what your reasons are, and you like those reasons, then instead of setting this, like, giant goal for yourself. Instead, there's something called a minimum baseline. And so you could be, like, oh, you just think of, like, what the smallest amount of of work you could do on that goal could possibly be. And then you do that. So if it's running a marathon, be, like, I'm going to run 10 minutes a day. Like, whatever your brain is like, that doesn't matter, that can't work, then then you do that. That's when you know that you figured it out. That's kind of, like, the broader concept. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think that's so normal, and we did it last year, and we do we do it every year, honestly, but mm-hmm. we're not doing it this year. Not this year. Is to decide, okay, I'm going to do yoga or go for a run five days a week, which is, you know, achievable for some people if you've been doing that, but it is not easy to do. No. It's still quite a bit of a stretch. So if it's instead, I'm going to go for a really long walk once a week. 
Yeah, and it's also one of those things where, like, if you don't do it and, like, keep that promise to yourself, like, your brain's just learning, like, oh, you, you don't, don't need to, and, like, you're, and, like, you don't keep promises, and, like, therefore you're a bad person. Yeah. I mean, do you have any specific ones for Yeah, so for my only, like, minimum baseline thing that I'm doing this year is... It's a physical one. I have physical therapy that I have to do in mm-hmm. order to feel good in my body. And, yes. like, I'm 27. Like, I don't need <laughs> chronic injuries at this point, like, knee problems. So I have, like, a bunch of exercises that I'm, like, supposed to do every day. And I haven't been doing them every single day. So, or even most days. So my new thing is to do one exercise every day. Yeah. Which I can do. Yeah. Maybe I'll just do it to five days a week. Maybe I'll make it even smaller. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot more useful than just not doing it and then doing all of it one day and then not doing it, you know? Yeah. So that's my thing. My brain is like, that could never work, so it must be the right track. Yeah, I have, like, things that I want for this year. I want to be better about not putting obstacles in my past so not, like, saying no to myself before I've even tried to do something. So, for example, like, I want to reach out to people more and, mm. you know, have them over if they want to come over. Like, that just right. sounds so simple, but it's definitely something that I I, I would tell myself, oh, they're not going to want to come over, don't even bother asking. Right. So it takes an effort for me to do that, and I want to just trust that people will tell me if they do or don't want to mm-hmm. come and then that that's it um I want to use the library more I want to go for a walk without my headphones so I'm not listening to something yeah, like feeling your feelings thinking your thoughts when I want to like just I want to do that more I don't I don't really do that at all any, like right now and it's it's nice when I do so some things I want to do but I'm not putting numbers on anything and I'm also not attaching any value to them because a great way for me to not be able to do things like mm-hmm. read out to people is if I talk to myself and tell myself that you can't even do this, so why would people want to hang out with you? <laughs> Fun. Bleak. Yeah, bleak. I will say, too, like, doing the ADHD series has been so helpful with so this. So clarifying. Oh, my gosh. If you all haven't listened to those, I don't think I have ADHD. I've never been diagnosed with it before, but, like, a lot of what... Lily and Spo and Olivia talked about is just really applicable to every person's life and a big through line was shame and allowing your brain to do what it is designed to do and what feels good to it yes instead of punishing yourself all the time totally for not being like normative or whatever I I think I learned a lot from that I think everyone could too I I would definitely I've been going back and listening if you haven't it was really interesting and yes it definitely put into perspective first of all that all of us experience shame we got a lot of lovely emails from y'all talking about your experience with it and that's super helpful but then also speaking to people who don't even have bipolar disorder right and are experiencing these intense levels of shame around not functioning or behaving in the way yeah. that our society expects us to. Mm-hmm. And like we said, shame is a terrible motor, but I also don't think anyone does or can. And if you do, what do you get? You know? Yeah, exactly. A feeling of self-importance. Anyways, but yes, yeah. so th- that was really helpful. And hopefully hearing us talk about this yeah, I was think, helpful too. I think last year we kind of tricked ourselves into being like, oh, if we have these, we're, it's goals, not resolutions. And like, if we have these big goals, then we'll like, Take the steps necessary. It's okay if we don't mit- hit them, but we'll do... And, and we'll, I, be, we'll have focus, which will be great. And, yes, like, we had 
so many amazing guests on our podcast. We were on so many amazing podcasts. We made the decision to go bi-weekly, which honestly is what saved this podcast. And we now going into its totally. third year, which is honestly <laughs> almost like unheard of with indie podcasts. I know. Are you proud of us? I'm so proud of us. Yeah. And, like, and if that was our goal, just like get to the third year. Yeah. They're done. Did it. Yeah. Our listenership has... I think at least doubled this past year. We've hit... Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, And, yeah, and uh, it's just been a really incredible ride. So I'm definitely just trying to focus on that. And, yeah, so anyway, so Anna and I are going on break. It's the end of our second season. We're doing our winter break. So we will still be posting two episodes a month on our Patreon. So if you would like to hear new episodes from now through, we'll probably be coming back uh, mid-March. Yeah, around the time that we first started the podcast, yeah. we usually do it. Yeah. Um, you can listen there, or if you just want to support us financially, as we've referenced a few times now, it's not like we are overflowing with cash. So if you want to <laughs> turn to the podcast and just make it possible for us to keep on putting out content, coming back for a third year, then hopefully a fourth year, fifth year, that's only possible because of the people on Patreon covering things like the expenses for this podcast. I yeah. mean, I flew out to LA for the podcast this year. So it has, there are really cool things that can end up happening if we have that support, yeah, we're going to probably be paying some guests to come on, which I think is a really cool thing. So anyways, you don't have to listen to the episodes, but if you want to support us financially, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Bipolar by Coastal. I yeah. think the content there is also very good. It's very, it's much more raw than it is on here. Yeah, other things, we're toying with the idea of getting new theme music. It's very important us to, to pay whoever ends up doing that. So yes. yeah, just things like that. Go find us on Patreon. You can also just talk with us and be part of the community on our secret Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups groups slash bipolar by coastal secret. It is just for people who either have bipolar disorder or think that they do. So if you want to support us and be a part of the community, but you don't necessarily have um, bipolar disorder, then again, the Patreon is a great place to do it. You can direct message us, you can comment on the episodes and it's, it's only $5 a month. I think it's a great Patreon. People have said good things people about said, it. Oh, yeah, let me read some good things people have said about it. Yeah, just do one. I'll just do one. Hang on. While Maria's looking it up, I would also say you can rate, follow, and review us on podcast platforms. It now is on Spotify. Thank you to whoever pointed it out. You know who you are. We know who you are. I don't know if you're comfortable with us saying your name, so I'm not going to. But thank you for pointing this out to us and for giving us our first five-star review on Spotify. <laughs> we really appreciate it. And now, Maria... Oh, oh, someone said, Kim, also, I love your friends. They're such good podcast hosts. I'm going to listen to their other episodes. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for the review. Friend of a guest of the show. <laughs> what do you got? Lily said, I'm listening to your trooper, Truth or Drink episode, and I wish it was a live react. There are some hilarious one-liners going on. So there you go. There you have it. Yep. The people have said that they legit cackled at our Truth or Drink on the Patreon. That was fun to record, and it's also very spicy. So there's something where I was like, maybe I should have edited this out. I didn't, but maybe in the future I will. So go listen <laughs> before I take it out. Uh, yeah, and we are about to go record January's Patreon episodes. There are some really right good now. news articles for the news roundup. Fitbit is maybe going to come out with like a mental health tracker app. Oh. And there's like, and it gets weirder and worse. So 
little teaser. Jesus. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Love you, thank you for listening! See you in March! Bye!